M. Me. I came in like a wrecking ball. Hello, my children. McLeod. Rock you, Thomas. Warning. Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Welcome, everybody, to Supernatural The Crossroads. I'm your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today is Ryan Denton. YOLO. And Michael Flores. And today we are talking about season 13, episode 19, Funeralia. I think that's it. Funeralia. 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 <laughs> this is going to be the worst episode ever. We've, we've got five episodes of Supernatural. 30 seconds in. Yeah, I know, right? Like, we used to, Can't like... Can't say Funeralia. 30 seconds in, it used to be like a dick joke. Yeah. Now it's just yeah. Thomas just spelling up. pronunciation, general phonetic failure. <laughs> God, you are just a failure in general. Right. Well, that's what this episode is going to be for us, right? This is shit show. We've, we've got... What? We've got Mike's all hyped up. Ryan's being, you know, himself. So this... I can't spell and I'm, pronounce things. So it'll be good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is the fifth episode before the end. We've got five left talking about this one, moving down to the culmination of season 13. All kinds of different events have gone off. This episode has introduced, however, even more new concepts and kind of potentially foreshadowing some outcomes as we move towards the end. We've seen the return of Rowena and yet another heart-touching portrayal by Ruth Cannell. So good. So good, dude. So good. It, it was it's so fun to see her on screen for her uh, charisma it is. for how much she does feel like she's related to Crowley. She just steals mm. every scene she's in. It it really does feel it's just so much more fun to watch with yeah. her on screen. I love watching her. You love watching her for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say what reason. I just well, yeah. and the good thing about this episode, too, was that the writers found a great way to bring her back and a great way to move her character forward. This is something we've talked about for other characters that we hope to see like Catch, but they really took Rowena's character and moved her into the next stage after the events that had happened in the end of season 12 and her previous appearance in this season. Now, we've also seen Nina lopez Corrado do a great job with her directing, showing the emotional side of this episode. The... Things that we all love about Supernatural are in the fucking forefront of this episode. Yeah, there's a lot to take away from this episode this week. Not just from an emotional standpoint and what that can mean for the characters moving forward outside of Sam and Dean. We always know they're going to be involved, but seeing some of the other characters and what their part to play in this story could be is very interesting. But again, new ideas that make us not only get excited about the universe, but ask a fuckload of questions at the same time. 
Now, with this, we have the idea that Rowena is going to be killed eventually at the hands of Sam Winchester. We've got the fact that the Angels' ranks are in the fucking single digits just about. Just about? It is. Nine. No, no, nine plus like one or two on Earth, she said. So like, oh, that's right. we got like 11 total. Damn. They better start plowing. They can start banging. Just right? Angel P into Angel V. No, plowing humans. Making some uh, Nephilim. Uh. Angel P or V in human P or V? Does it matter which way that works? I don't think it matters. What are we talking about now? Is this like Nephilim. some, is this How like Wentalker nif- speak? Yeah. <laughs> it's Navajo Wentalker speak. Are we, are we trying to defeat the Nazis with this language? Yes, what was yes, happening? It's yes. code. We're trying to defeat them we with had, our penises. We've had, we know where Castiel's story is going to go trying to find Gabriel. We've had the reintroduction of a character we had thought dead with Naomi. <laughs> Something we'll talk about as the episode goes on. And we've seen that Lucifer's essential attempt to be something in heaven has fallen completely flat. I love how Ryan's review is a fart sound. As a fart sound effect, yes. <laughs> that just lets you know that I don't like something. Like if Really? I, get, I thought you used farts to prove that you loved it. <laughs> farts are great, dude. You can't I love it. this episode. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> I give this one five farts. That's, I give this five Ryan nostril show. burns. <laughs> <laughs> nostril burns. The severity of the smell is how much he likes it. I give this one a Chipotle fart. Oh, oh nine out of ten Chipotle fart. Sponsored farts. by Chipotle. <laughs> he rates an episode based on how how on fire his nostrils are from his oh, own farts. God. <laughs> We're professionals over how here. Do we have listeners. I don't understand how people listen to us because of quality content like that, Ryan. We also got to see a little bit more of death and the Reapers and how they function in the universe, which brought up a lot of questions, all of which we'll get into as we move into the discussion. But as always, we've got some news with the Supernatural Season 14 teaser image Mm. dropped by Jensen Eccles. What's his name? Eccles. 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 Whatever, dude. Nobody knows. Jensen Ecclestone. Thomas. No, we're doing it deliberately. Remember to piss people off. Oh, oh, I don't think you did that deliberately. Repeat after me, Thomas. Ackles. Ackles. Not Eccles. Akbar. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> what else? Do you pronounce anything else like that that yeah. starts with an A? Say, uh. Ackle. <laughs> Ackle. 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 Jensen Ackle. There we go. <laughs> Released an image on Instagram, which he says is a teaser for season 14 coming up. And it's a very, very ominous fucking image. It's all black and white. His eyes are in shadow. The only thing we can tell is that he's wearing a suit. And some people have taken this to think that season 14 is either A, going to be incredibly dark, or it could be more ominous about a certain character or somebody's death, potentially. The article from fansighted.com or uh, spnhunters.com says that it looks like he's wearing a 1930s or 1950s period attire. And they think they might have Dean thrown into a different version of himself or through a different time loop. See, I thought it looked like old school death. The way death it just looks like tr- death. It, it yeah. looks like someone's in mourning because to me, that's just a suit. So it's, yeah. it's not any the 30s and 50s had suits, but we still have that today. So what happens if, you know, Billy dies? She's not going to die. And, she, she can't die. And, and uh, Dean takes over. That'd be death. weird. That'd be just odd. He's not well, a reaper. Didn't we say mean. that had to happen at the end of what was season 10? Is that when death died? Yeah. 
Yeah. Didn't we have that debate that we, we now thought that about he it. killed death, it yeah. would be cool if he's the one that has to take it Take up, up the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly don't see them killing death at this point. Like, they've really no. kind of built up Billy. And if you kill two deaths in a row, I mean, come on. Yeah. We, we, that, don't, we don't need that nonsense. That feels odd. Now, the idea Fine. that it's going to be a dark season, I think, has kind of been foreshadowed for a long time with this season. All the different elements, all the world-shattering, world-ending events that are coming about. I mean, we've got heaven and hell in chaos, essentially. The Earth has been abandoned by the by God and the darkness. We've got an apocalypse universe bearing down on us with people who have no good intentions. And there's a lot of imagery, a lot of ideas that make this feel very fucking morbid moving into season 14 which could be good personally i think we've had some good things but the show has always been a horror show so delving into that dark macabre nature might be interesting that was one of the things we praised so much about the beginning of this season was the emotional fallout from the death of castiel crowley and presumably mary at that time and how the brothers reacted to that yeah so I'm interested to see what happens with that. It, it is. They could do a lot with it. It is dark, though, that Jen, that Jensen puts that out because he's usually Jared and Jensen are pretty upbeat or they don't take to social media too much. They're very spoiler light from what I've seen. This is dark, though, dude. I mean, does anybody else have any thoughts about what they could be doing with this? Does it foreshadow some major death? Well, we have a discussion later in the show about it as well towards the end. But I mean. There has been rumors, and I, I believe Jensen alludes to the fact that he may be playing right. another character besides Dean Winchester next year. So that could also be cool, and that could be all that could also factor into this photo. Or he plays Dean Winchester from another dimen- like oh, dimension. That would be weird, though. Another dimension, or it could be like... Actually, no, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's going to do it, it's got to be Jensen, dude. I mean, I love Jared. Well, here's the but thing. Jensen, like, does so well. Right. Well, how does. many how many times have we seen Dean play another version of himself? That's yeah. the thing. We, we've, we've seen, seen Jared do right. it. Exactly. We've seen Jared get to be Gadriel and Lucifer. The only time we've seen Jensen be anything different was when he saw the alternate timeline the t- universe where he, where they didn't succeed during the apocalypse, and he talks right. to himself. But he's still Dean yeah. at that it, time. It, it's got to be that, dude. Yeah. If they do it, they need to go the distance this time. Like, if he does become something else, they need to go the distance with it. Don't do a Demon Dean thing where, yeah. you know, tease us all season with all summer long with promos. Yeah, don't tease us, you know, because and then not let us go the distance. Right. <laughs> That's just <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. You can't tease us. Because like then that. blue balls can turn into blue fire. Yes. And then when you get blue and then fire. It burns. <laughs> it burns extra hot. If it's Thomas, yes. According to Thomas. There you go. Yes. Yeah. And nobody wants that. Definitely no. not that. No, that's an STD, Thomas. <laughs> that's typically what, yeah, that's sexually. You have to trained. go see a doctor. Yep. They make pills for that, though. Yeah, so we should, should, be, we should have did a sexual spoiler huh, just now. Probably. Yeah, right? warning. Listen oh, well. to the Rain Man show for more. Morning, morning Wood. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it could be cool to see him as a different character, but it'd be odd at the same time. He, and like you said, though, Mike, I think he definitely has he's earned it he has the acting chops and we've seen jared get to do this before it would be nice to see him especially with how comedic he can be in his range imagine if the villain was jensen in some way i mean that would be how fucking fucking cool would that be like he's just more of jensen no no one's gonna complain about that shit no i mean i'm not gonna complain what if this jensen is actually attracted to castiel and then we actually (laughs) get destiel what if that happens and then they bang I didn't go that far. No, but they're I, going to. It would be canon then. Yeah, it then, would then, be. The, then the 
Apocalypse, Apocalypse Destiel. Oh, Apoca, Apoca Destiel. Yeah, Destapaca, Destapaca, Des, Destalips. Sounds like an alpaca Destalips. breed. That's it. Destalips. Destalips. Thank yeah. you for that. Mm, Destalips. Oh my lord. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens with that, but we <laughs> we'll see. We'll with season see. fourteen, <laughs> not with the Destiel. Whatever. The it's Destalips. 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 Get it right, Thomas. <laughs> Now, for you guys who want more Crossroads stuff, because we are coming to Helatus very, very quickly here, we have dropped new Crossroads video on our Patreon where we have discussed the anchors of Season 13, where we have gone so far, what has made the season work, what has detracted from the season as a whole, all on over at patreon.com slash Digital, where we get into anything from the Wayward Sister spinoff to the Shadim and Asmodeus and the Apocalypse and Jack, and we break down everything that has happened this season and how it has either helped or hurt and where we are going so far. So again, if you guys want to figure that out and see what we're thinking about it, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. And it's a companion episode. Like, it is. If you watch episodes it, 1 through 19... Then, then this is where you want to walk. You want to listen to this discussion at this on time. Patreon before you listen to this one. Technically, we right. just want you to listen because you should listen. Yeah, it's it helps, and us. it's part of three dollar tier, which I, I'm which trying, is great. I know price. some people have uh, mentioned, you know, possibly putting more content on the lower tiers, and I figured, hey, this month's bonus hey, Patreon yeah. can be a supernatural like, discussion. You're like Xerxes. You're like a fair god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the people yeah. and I bestow gifts. Yeah, you're a fair god. Yeah. yeah. Does that make you chaos and death then? I'm Leonidas. Because I will fucking kick you in a hole. <laughs> wow. Because this is Sparta, motherfucker. Or this is Rainman Digital. All right. You guys can get all that for just $3 over on patreon.com slash Rainman Digital. We are going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into our discussion in just a minute. We got a gem from Florida. Uh, Pensacola woman mistakes 37 week pregnancy for bad Chinese food. (laughs) What? (laughs) She was actually 37 weeks pregnant. She was on the verge of giving birth to her second son. She's already been pregnant before. This is like, how were you drunk the entire pregnancy before this? Probably. So uh, she called off work at 5 a.m. And an hour later, as the pain worsened, she woke her fiance up because they needed to call an ambulance. The stomach, the stomach pains were excruciating and I could hardly move. I think it was about 6.30 a.m. Wake when- up. This goddamn orange chicken's ripping a hole in me. Hold on. Wake up, Jen. Wake up. I think I ate too much at the local Chinese buffet. I told you too much of that mooshu pork was going to do this. Oh, please. I, I need to go in the emergency room. Oh, please. One time I heard my cousin Elvira tell me something similar happened to her. She ate at the local little Chinese restaurant and she almost died. She had cream of Um, I should have had the steamed rice. <laughs> it escalated so quickly that I was having contractions and we figured out kind of what was going on because at first we really didn't know what was going on. But there was a doctor that... Uh, she said it was possible for a woman to learn of her pregnancy just hours before going into labor, but in her 20 years of practice, she's only witnessed it three times. Oh, please. Something's happened to my, my bowels. My bowels? You gotta take me to the emergency room, Jethro, please. I don't know what's happening. Uh, oh, good all right. golly. Get, 
get in the goddamn airboat and we'll drive on down to the local. For some reason, the Chinese bus that's coming out of my pussy, I don't know why. (laughs) 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 For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. This is Star Wars from the Bucket Tank Exclusive. In regards to George Lucas, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, just shows how much of a visionary he was. This this was a plan he had in 1983. Yeah, this was his end game all along. Was kind of like you're gonna actually do the first three. Yeah, uh, you're gonna do the original series, then you're gonna do the prequels, and then he was gonna wait. Until 2011, yeah, to start seven, eight, nine. I'm, yeah. I'm really interested to see if they'll ever release no. his old notes. I don't want them. Really, dude? I don't want it. So that might be interesting. That's like, David, that's like having a chance at like a really hot chick. Let's say you went to the bar and this chick was banging, like just everything, big ass, you know, all, all, everything that you like. Yes. Okay, and then. You find out after you went home that she was digging you and she wanted to go home with you. But then your buddy's all like, hey, I went home with her. Here's some photos of what she looks like naked. <laughs> that's, that's what a, that is. That's what that is. Okay, that's horrible. I don't want that. You don't want that. I don't want nude photos of a chick I could have had, but I didn't. TheBadMating.com For more details, make it ready for an excitingly good time. Also, if you've missed our last show, well, you can also find us on your Stitcher app. Search Back to Tank. That is to your favorites. Thank you, and we will see you very soon. The Crossroads video cast is here. Retrospective reviews, discussions, theories, and geek outs. All available when you pledge $10 or more a month to our Patreon account. Same show, just more of it. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital to play. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads. Well, he goes on and says, there was one scene where we showed up on set and we started reading through it and thought it was all wrong. Who wrote this shit? Yeah. He, he one said, Kripke. You read my lines, you, I'll read Dad? yours. Fuck, you suck. <laughs> suck, Dab. What if that was you as the boss? He's coming to work and they're yelling at you. Piece of shit. He would be that actor. (laughs) Ryan would be that actor. Shit is garbage. He'd be the worst one. The director wants to see you, Ryan. The director wants to see you in... Man, fuck that director. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, fuck that director. Man, go get me some fucking coffee and make sure it's booger-free. Decrackinated. Yeah, (laughs) decrackinated. Do you you put booger in this? Do you put a booger in this? You would be that guy, yeah, right? I would. You'd be that asshole to work Look, with. Man, this is this is this is literally my show. Okay, that I am. The, I the, built it. I, I write it. I'm the set designer. I'm the face of this fucking show. I shoot it. I write it. I yeah. produce it. I direct I am, in it. Just call me Tommy Wiseau. I do everything. I here. marry people in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first I meet her, the fucker, and then I marry her. But my, yeah, my girlfriends are in this. Yeah throw him away then i meet my wife so don't work with ryan as an actor is what we've learned uh, look I'm, I'm being incredibly dramatic no, but he, would I, but, be, he would be part of the weinstein scandal easily not what? not, not for sexual assault but just, <laughs> just harassment in general just, just being an asshole you 
Yeah, maybe well. that ate up the budget, too. So Maybe. Who knows? Like, hey, guys, we're just going to be doing uh, dirt and trees now for <laughs> Apocalypse World. That gorilla costed way, cost way too much money. We're going to shoot the rest of the episodes at the Moon Valley Nursery. <laughs> <laughs> that way we don't need to get any other props. That's just run through the same trees. Oh, man. All we have is this back lot, uh, Robert. <laughs> uh, throw some dirt. You see that playground that we drop our kids off before that we go to apocalyptic. work? Take all that dirt and just dump it all over the asphalt, the sidewalk here. We're shooting right here in the fucking back lot. Well, hey, at least we're going to save money on where we got to go to shoot this shit. All right, so we got a couple thoughts from What Liz- about Felicia Day's acting? Just throw some dirt on her as well. <laughs> yeah, make her dirty. And then she'll, like, do the same facial expression. It's not a big deal. All right, let's go to a few people from Facebook. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Supernatural, the crossroads. Now we're going to get discussing season 13, episode 19, Funeralia. Ryan, do you have a synopsis for us? At least you said it. I tried. It's Latin, I believe, Thomas. That's probably why. So, yeah, that's what we'll go with that. Funeral? (laughs) Of or pertaining to funeral. I think it's something dealing with the right of funerals or funerals or. Uh, all right, synopsis. In the search of Gabe, Gabriel, Sam and Dean turn to Rowena for help, and Cassiel visits heaven and is shocked about what he finds. Now, we had Steve Yoki writing this one again, and he has done a fucking great job with what he has written from season 12 through now because he does such a good job getting the little elements, the personal elements of Supernatural, and bringing them to light in the 42 minutes of screen time that the show has. And he's done it consistently. We talked about this with his very first written episode that we saw celebrating the life of Asa Fox, where we had that family dynamic, the element of Jody Mills being the surrogate mom versus Mary Winchester, the absentee mother. And all of that has always permeated his episodes, whether it was Lily Sunder and Castiel's regrets and and the family dynamic of him back when he had a platoon of angels, whether it was Twigs and Twine and Tasha Baines which that one was one of my favorite episodes of the last season and dark as shit. And yet again, here we have more of the emotional element, more of what makes these characters tick and why they do the things they do beyond just they're heroes. They got to stop the bad guy outside of like some issues dealing with Canon and, and whatnot in this episode in mm-hmm. particular, you're absolutely right. He has, he does his research in terms of tone, right? He understands what, and why supernatural the why and why of supernatural and understands why it's been around for 13 plus years especially if you look at that episode celebrating the life of aza fox that was supernatural the the hunter life and and bringing back an element that has gone by the wayside years ago we don't really delve into the hunting lifestyle anymore and to kind of bring us up to speed show us a new era of hunters but at the same time staying true to the hunter feel that was just such a great episode. And then he does it again in this episode. He has an understanding of supernaturally under has an understanding of the emotions, the underlying emotions and what brings us to these shows each and every week, which is family loyalty and the passion that comes with all of that. And that's what he continues to bring out in, in episodes, well, even episodes like twigs and twine and Tasha Baines. What was the backbone of that episode? Family. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look through the list of, of you know, episodes that he's done, I mean, we pretty much like them all. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't one that we really, you know, disliked. Right. Um, so, I mean. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. does. His, he understands it. He, he does his research. And like you said, Mike, he does. He does a good job by connecting to the tone 
of Supernatural. But what I also like is that he doesn't necessarily rely on the nostalgia element. He does things that we like for the family reasons, for the same because that is supernatural supernatural, while at the same time introducing new ideas and not treading previous things because oh you know people will like it or it's familiar in some respect now admittedly like you said there's some canonical issues to that well just to add on to what you just said about the uniqueness and not relying heavily on nostalgia Mm -hmm. just look at every episode he's done they are unique episodes with new ideas new concepts he relies a little bit on what we know, but for the most part, he's not retre- retreading. It feels like he takes what we know as a launching off point, whether it's the hunter dynamic of the family in Asa Fox or Twigs and Twine, something that we know and are familiar with, but then takes it into a completely new direction with he's, the demons possessing the house mm-hmm. and a family dynamic or the idea that your family got murdered and you have your sister reanimated as some kind of twig thing. Even the whole concept of death bringing people back and and learning about the fate of Dean and Sam Winchester with advanced thanatology, like all these new ideas. He's, he's very good at niche episodes, I think. And, 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 and like you said, he, he doesn't get sucked into the nostalgia. He doesn't get stuck, sucked into the member berries. It's more or less, he, he has these things and he's creating, you know, he has created some new lore, mm-hmm. but I think he's done a very good job of, of having that niche episode where he doesn't, stick to what we know he's kind of like okay let's let's let's, let's expand do, upon it let's yeah do something and, I, different. and i'm cool with that I, that's why i think i like most of his episodes because it's yeah. it's different well, you know? and and that's again where his strength lies is the understanding of supernatural because there's plenty of other writers throughout the years who try to put those family those notes of family those notes mm-hmm. of loyalty uh you know blood is not thicker than water family does not end in blood they they take the 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 buzzwords of supernatural yeah. and they try to form a narrative and it usually sometimes doesn't connect but with yoki it's not just it's not just emotions he's not going yeah. to emotions like i i get the sense that he truly enjoys the show and that he has become a fan of the show because mm-hmm. he gets it he gets the tone yeah now to that point he does get the tone and he has introduced new ideas which has resulted in a few canon issues i think but not at the same time i wouldn't even say so much that they're issues that it is Mm -hmm. it's different ideas that could be easily explained we have seen far more egregious canon changes get explained to points where we're like that's fine that's acceptable that's all we needed to know if you're gonna retcon stuff there just needs to be a sensible reason reason we always talk about that but with anything though there has to be a good reason to do something like that you can't just do it you can't just do it because you're like hey fuck you guys i'm doing it and you have to if you're going to retcon there has to be a, a you first off you have to retcon you're 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 on 13 years yeah you can't stick to the same square box of rules you have to retcon so you just have to think about it thoroughly before you do it and a perfect example that comes to mind every comes to my mind every time i think of retconning uh it's the the idea of the alphas they retcon yeah. the hell yeah. uh, out of the monsters but how did they explain it by way of alphas something yeah. that we knew nothing about and yet it made sense that they were in hiding yep that they did exist well it was i mean they so, like you said we're 13 years in you gotta you gotta retcon some shit some shit's gotta go and 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 as long as you give me a, a solid explanation on why you retconned it or like give us a reason i'm cool with it man yeah. like I, I just think that you know this deep into a show like 
you can't tell me that there's shit that they're like, ah, man, we gotta, we gotta. You have, you can't nitpick everything when it comes to it. As long as, again, it's not insulting and lazy. I think that's what bothers me because some of these issues can always, they can always go back and, and fix some of the issues. In fact, that's one of the, that's one of Dab's strengths. And I, even though we may not be on board with some of his decisions necessarily, one thing I think we can all agree on in this room is that he is good at closing old elements out. So absolutely. So if he ends up being the showrunner for next season and the following season, at least we know that whatever he's going to mess with, he's probably by the end, we'll he's going to it. come back around and 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 give it closure and, and fix it. Right. And like you said, I think that as long as it's done in a way that works, if you make it make sense, because anything that's happened after, frankly, after season five is kind of a retcon. But as long as you explain it. You're fine. It's when you just change things that in a lazy way. Yeah. We've seen some of that, and I don't want to crap on a certain episode any more than we have already, but ways in which it's just written out like, oh, yeah, then this happened. Don't worry about it. It's easy to patch this as long as you don't ask questions. That feels lazy. But with he, other things, as long as you put the effort into it, people will accept it a lot I don't easier. think he wanted to mention bloodlines. That's, he was just he didn't <laughs> want to bring it up. He's like, I don't know that word. Yeah. It's similar. And we'll, and we'll get into some of these canon changes a bit later. There's some final thoughts. Yeah. A bit um, from, end. or I'm, I'm sorry, um, the Facebook page, our Facebook page, there's some listeners that had some pretty interesting opinions and thoughts on some of the canon issues. And I figured it's worthy of, of going over. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as we said, he gets the famil- the family tone done right with Cassiel, right in the beginning, talking about we're trying to save our family because sometimes we think we forget that while they're they are after the hunt for Mary, Jack is a big yeah. part of that, and Castiel and Jack are family in some way, maybe yeah, you know point. an adoptive father figure, but still more than their Jack's whole, ever had. Their whole family is a is a it, built. It's all built on that blood. It doesn't end in blood. Yeah, element, and, and that's another thing that Yoki has done really well mm-hmm. is is outside of of the family and loyalty it's actually going through with it not just saying it because little things like that connects us with the audience a lot of us were very in tune and emotionally in sync with these major players the the sam dean castiel and just a little line like that on the phone it kind of it makes you feel good when castiel says we're trying to save our family just something as throwaway of a comment like that. It, again, it shows the writer that he's trying to do right by the fans because yeah. he knows how we all feel about the connection between the three of them and including now the extended family of Jack and Mary. Yeah, it, it gets you emotionally invested because you too feel like as the audience, we are trying to get our family back. Yeah, the, char- the protagonists of anything are, are, are a surrogate way for the audience to connect to the story. The fact that they say their family makes us think the same thing because for us, they are family at this point, 14 years. Well, going on 14 years. So it, I think it does a very good job. Yeah. Now, Nina Lopez Corrado did a guilty. It's, it's guilty. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, d- okay. So can I just, can I just say <laughs> something here? What? Does that name sound like a serial killer name to you? <laughs> Like, oh my god! It's god. Three names. Yes, I don't know why. John that, Wayne Gacy. Yes, yeah, dude, but but you know, Hispanic people they have. She probably cut five last names off of them. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like my mom, my mom has 15 names. No, what? she fucking yeah, does. No, she does. Seriously, I'm not joking. She has 15 names because in the old country and yeah. Mexico, they 
keep all their names and they hyphenate them. And when you tell people, you say, my name is Rodriguez Romero, Romero Hernandez Jr. Yeah, that's what oh they do. Oh, my God. Now, wow. Well, excuse me, white privilege man over there. Oh, that's fucking stupid. No, I'm just saying it's got to be annoying I'm to have joking. to introduce yourself. I don't, I don't buy into that shit. I'm just joking. Now, she did a great job <laughs> yeah. directing this episode by bringing to life the elements of Rowena's emotional journey in this. While she's always been a character that we've liked, she's never been a character that was redeemable or or really a good person in any way. But in this moment, in this episode, we see that. Yeah. And and that is definitely comes from how well she works with Rowena, that Ruth Canal to get that performance out of her. Yeah. I agree. This is what the third time she's worked with Ruth? I think. They have good oh, chemistry. I can't remember. They have great chemistry. She always yeah. brings some great moments out of Ruth. And I'm sure Ruth is a very capable actor on her own, but when you pair an actor with the right director, and I yeah. feel like even though we we're not always on the side of Nina's directing, right. I feel like the episodes that she does that she works with Ruth on are always pretty I wonder, strong. I, I want they just probably have a really good connection. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's I'm gonna relate it to something really stupid, but like when I was in school, if I really liked the professor. I did really well in that class right, because I, yeah. I gave a shit about that class. And if I didn't like the teacher or the professor, I didn't do well in that class. And I think when you get someone that you vibe with like that or you're, that understands how you are, yeah. I think th- that comes that's out with Bruce's performances. Absolutely. That's a dynamic. That's that's a lot of reasons why a lot of directors and actors work together over years on yeah. multiple different projects. Right. And and also, she's now been on the show for what? Going on four years? Yeah. she's, she's Four years. Yeah. She's, she's, Ruth. she's the longest running female actor on supernatural i think so yeah so she also the writers just in general they know her now and Mm -hmm. yes you don't ever want to write when you're writing a script it's not wise to write for a specific actor because you don't know if you're going to get them right you just write the role but once you get that person in that role you kind of understand them a bit and you understand their quirks and the little nuances that they do they'll perform the role and then once that happens it's just magic it just all works together. And yeah. I think this was a great example of that. The connection they have, the talent that was brought forth in this, because it was great from an emotional standpoint, from a character where they've gone, where they are at now, and seeing that change, mm-hmm. which is a big thing that I'm a huge advocate for, is seeing the characters change based on the actions they, they, they have make. To. If you're bringing a character in and they're not evolving as a character, just static. then why the fuck are you bringing yeah, why them have, in? Why yeah. have them at all? And that's the very reason why poor Mark Shepard bailed. Badly, you know, There's it's, been tons is. of rumors yeah. leaking around why he left and he was unhappy with what they were doing with his character. And even though every scene he was in, he managed to kill it, make yeah. it great and he steals scenes. But when your character is stale as an actor, you're bored. Sometimes you're not looking at the paycheck anymore. You're looking at like, I, I, I need to feel good about what I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah, so far with Ruth, every time she's there, it does something for her character development. Yeah. It's much, it reminds me a lot of the, of what they do with um, Kim Rhodes. Yeah. And, and, and Joey Mills. Yeah. yeah and I, we always talk about that, man. Like she, every time they seem to show up on screen, we get, a much larger development of the character. And I think this episode gave us a ton for yeah, Rowena. And it was really good. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, VW in the chat room said she's been in 26 episodes. Damn. Jesus. I mean, that's a ton, man. That's even more than Jody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you really think about it. So, you know, that it, is more than Jody. It's more than yeah, Jody. Shit. So By a lot. <laughs> I just, I love that these characters that 
you know, every time we see them, they progress. And I think that's what we want out of characters, right? I mean, oh, that's absolutely. What we, that's the whole point of a story is yeah, to see the, right? how the characters progress and where they start in position A and ultimately where they end. There has to be that change. You want your characters to propel the narrative of our heroes. And mm-hmm. that's what they did this week. In a very it, good way. It was connected. It wasn't just some loose ended narrative that went to the left or to the right. It was directly connected to the Winchesters. That's how you fucking write yep. co-stars. That's what yeah. you do with these side characters. Um, you, you don't always, just have them show up as a guest spot. No, you directly connect there for them. for a reason. You directly connect them to yeah. the storyline. Yeah. Or I, I'm sorry, to the, the main characters. Make them relevant. There is no, there is absolutely no other reason to bring them in. Using characters as, as plot devices, what, which is what a lot of TV shows do, far too often, uh, is just fucking silly. Like, why? Well, why it, would you turn a character into a plot device? I mean, you can do both. Keep them as a plot device and exactly. give them a, an arc that's relevant. That's the thing is that you can do both. And so when you just use them for the, I use this phrase a lot, the low hanging fruit of oh, we can just have them as the reason this they're in this episode and. Yeah. to sum up the week yeah it's it's sad because you know they can be so much more if you put the effort into it yeah yeah and i think rowena is a great example of that absolutely plus she's hot plus Ugh. that doesn't hurt yeah now she's so hot with this episode i love her evil look dude if she gave me that look i would need gatorade to replenish what, the electrolytes from the fluids i would lose i think she's vomiting right I now i swear she's to listening. god when i when the but the, what her her right hand man, the bodyguard guy, essentially yeah. said she's beautiful, she's powerful, and she paid me a shit. And I'm like, oh fuck, Ryan's in the show now, yeah. dude. That <laughs> it's a surrogate character. That would have been me. You're like I wouldn't need a reason. And, and like if, if it was like you know, I get to lay a little pipe too. What like, you know, like, lay a little pipe. Yeah, I stress the little. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, dude. Gets a job done. I was dying, dude. I honestly felt like they've Venus. been listening and they put Ryan into the show for her. I wish, man. Penis. I, can, I mean, look, the guy had one line. I could handle that. <laughs> <laughs> as bad as a as an actor as I know I would be. I mean, I'm I could definitely handle that one line. Come you on. could be Bernard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> I could see. Hold on, watch. I'll put, yeah. I'll put the camera on hold you. on watch on the audio yeah, hey, look. <laughs> uh, basically Ryan is posing like a big douche he's cracking his knuckles and mean mugging the air <laughs> the that's air. it dude yeah. that's what that guy did yeah tell right got could, it. you nailed it dude tell me I couldn't do that shit damn you're an actor now eh, whatever. <laughs> now one of the main <laughs> elements of this episode is what's going on in heaven the idea that it itself is dying in a way the lights are literally going out, which was a brand new concept to us that some people have complained about some retcons. And again, this is one right. of those things that I think as long as you can explain it enough, it works well enough for me. The idea that angels have been dying out for a long time has been something that I've personally thought about since the moment Castiel as the Leviathan super juiced angel murdered a shit ton of them out in a field. They've had so much death that they're literally down to nine plus a handful on Earth. That's crazy. And I like the idea behind this, not just not not the retcon element of they power heaven, but the idea that this will soon become their prison, a living tomb that they will be stuck in. Now, yes, angels didn't leave heaven very often before the events of season four. But at the same time, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. They've been living it up and on Earth. so many of them, now that they have vessels, have been living it up on Earth. And like other angels we've seen, like Hannah, they have learned human customs, human emotions, what it means, especially when they all lost their wings and had to live on Earth. 
it brings about a new perspective. So for them to be entombed in heaven, that's fucking dark. And I like it because it presents a way not only for the story to progress with the angels that could be very meaningful by that they have this kind of self-sacrifice in order to keep the rest of the billions and trillions of human lives, human souls up there. But that do they really care? But it could also close out angels in a way that works. Yeah. That for a story my, that's dragged far beyond the expiration date for some of us. My only thing is, do they really care? Like, they seem so, they <sighs> seem so like they don't give a fuck about Earth. They don't care about humans. So why do they even care about heaven? Like, what, like, meaning it's they, the humans that are going to fall to Earth. Why do they really care? Because, because the whole thing is that they are the soldiers. They're trained to do a duty. We've seen multiple times that yeah. they are shown to be sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. yeah, at mentality. And the idea that their whole universe comes crumbling down and they failed God to that big of an extent. Yeah. I mean, you could have an existential crisis like the guy drinking on the, on the playground. Too. Yeah, that'd be right. That was me right there. It's <laughs> like, oh, fuck it. Just kill me. How creepy is that, though? Like that some, guy was totally some down dude, and out, dude. Some dude bagging it, paper bagging it on a kid's playground. Yeah, yeah. How creepy is that? I mean, like, like come kid, here, little boy. Come here, little boy. I got some candy. <laughs> come here, little boy. This is uh, this is apple juice. You Watch should try out. some. That's a gateway to heaven, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hey. If you go in that van that says free candy, there's a gateway to heaven in there. <laughs> Hey. Why are we talking like weird? Like I that's the know. weirdest voice. It should be like, "Hey, little I boy." I like how you have like some kind of high pitched pedophile clown. Is what I'm imagining <laughs> at the fucking park for these hey, kids. Little, hey, little boy. Hey, come oh, that's gross. Never mind. It's God gross. damn it. That's terrible. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know what? Whatever they end up doing with this, I'm hoping it's a setup for things to come. Yeah, like later, not anything that's going to happen this season. I, I wouldn't mind them dealing with this next year. Yeah, because it, it just feels like a lot to take in with how many episodes we have left. Four. We have four, four episodes and we're no. introducing a, a heavy concept like I this because this isn't like a, a four episode or three episode arc type deal. This is a, no, yeah, this this a major is... thing. There's nine fucking angels left. Yeah, that's that's a huge deal. And the whole the idea that souls will drop back down to earth and become ghosts. Holy Undoing shit. Undoing all the work that so many hunters have done in a lot of ways. What will the Reapers do? Is this how the Reapers are going to come? Because they, they're bringing the Reapers really to the forefront this year. They're pushing them hard for sure. Yeah. There's got to be a reason. Like they don't push them hard like that for no reason. So well, it's just, is this going to be part of, you know, part of their issues, part of their problems? You know, the thing is, I think you're right, Mike. It's way too much for the end of this season for just four episodes. It absolutely has the potential to be season 14 content or possibly end of show. I mean, with season five, how that ended with Castiel saying he'd go back to heaven and, and spend time up there. We thought that would be the last we saw of him at that time, essentially. The idea that angels get locked away and no longer are a part of the story could work here, too. But I do think that it has to be closer to the end or given enough time to not feel like a rush job. Yeah. And with Castiel being a character that and this is something I, I can't take full credit for. I saw some of this discussion. Good job. Thank you. Stealing shit. I'm admitting to it. I'm bringing it to the light because I think dick. it's a good discussion to have. Is Fuck that, you. <laughs> Fuck you, Thomas. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just with joking. Castiel being a character we can never kill and never give his full power and always don't really know what to do with, could having him be one of the angels who, who locks himself in heaven, never to return, he doesn't give a shit. be a good way for him to end and be a painful way for the Winchesters to have to say goodbye without it being a permanent death? I thought about that. I thought about that at first. 
I was like, you know, he's going to end up choosing to stay with heaven, but that's not his family anymore. He doesn't, he cares, he cares about them, but I think he's finally, he, I think he's finally come to terms that that's not his family. They've tried to kill him. It's not his home. They have misinterpreted his actions that for the most part have been good. They came from a good Good place, good intentions. His family is Sam, Dean, Jack, and Mary, Like, and hopefully catch. That would be sweet. But <laughs> that's his family. And I think they were kind of – I think the writers were purposely drawing a line in the sand because he could have easily said, hey, do you guys need help? I will stay here and help, you know, tow the line. Right. But no, what did he do? He bailed. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get back to Dean. I, yeah. I think – Destielopolis. I just had a fucking. What? I was trying to say Destilips and I fucking. <laughs> Destielopolis. I had a fucking. Destilips? I think I might have a stroke. Yeah. We might <laughs> a need mild, a doctor. mild stroke. I think you're right, Mike. I think that it wouldn't make sense for him to go and stay with heaven because you're right. That's not his home. It's nowhere that he has any friends or family connections. Yeah. He's moved past that. And with how much time he spent on Earth and as a human and with the Winchesters, it just wouldn't work. Now, I do like the idea that that's how the angels could be closed out entirely, though. Now, the idea of bringing the Reapers to the you, forefront. Wait, hold on, hold on. You want the angels completely done? I think for the end of the show, it could be a way to have that not be a recurring story element. Because for so long, we've had to deal with what are the angels do, doing. Do or you what know is how easy it is to just wrap them up? Just don't, oh, yeah. just don't go to them. Yeah, it could be. They're not really important anymore. Like, they're not. They, like, I like what they're doing now, but to completely end them, I feel like to be it's too finite for... You can't end angels and demons. You can't end it finite. You have to... It's got to be there, but not okay, let me, be let in me the correct. forefront. Not as in they the nine of them go away and that's it forever. Peace but out. the idea like, hey, we're of... Everyone to Vegas, guys. See ya. Thank you for believing. <laughs> Thank you. Whether it's Jack or God or Gabriel or who have you, whatever entity can create new angels, I think that would be a good way for the angels no no longer to play a direct part on Earth like they had since season four. And just let's say heaven does fail temporarily. Mm -hmm. What a bizarre predicament that's going to be because no heaven and no control over hell as well. Asmodeus is allegedly dead. So it kind of leaves you wondering just fucking chaos. What's happening? Is this what they're going to be doing for season 14? Are they going to allow the final, the final bits of heaven to actually fall down? And we have that season eight type falling of the angels, but instead we see the souls souls. dropping and then it's just chaos because there is no leader of hell. There is no heaven, dude. That could be, that could be dope. That'd be kind of cool. I could see it as a, as a, last ditch fuck you if michael makes it across fuck you because if they take out heaven and all those souls fall because souls are powerful they're the nuclear power plants essentially and if michael could have the potential to gain access to them by going to our heaven should he cross and the angels jump out and essentially heaven falls and all of those souls are dispersed that would give the reapers purpose to have this mass death element. Yeah. The fact that so many souls would become vengeful or hurt other people and you'd have people dying outside of their natural time from an element like that. And then the reapers come in and exactly. Yeah, dude, that'd be cool. And then just, just chaos and death would be a good way for Michael apocalypse earth, Michael to create a new threat, but not have the power to be unstoppable. We also have the, the potential situation of angels just being angels and being desperate. And what if Apocalypse Michael and his minions cross over, right? Which right. I think do all they join are, sides? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the angels accept Michael? That it would, it would solve their problem yeah. immediately overnight. But at the same time, why would Michael even care to help them when there's nine of them left? There's no battle. 
They'll be like, hey, I'll just kill you guys and, and do what I want. Why help Later. you? Yeah. yeah. It, it could go either way. It depends on what he ultimately wants or if he could use the power from heaven. But I could see the sheep that are the angels going f- with him. I'm hoping the that time. the final nine have like a little bit of a backbone. I'd hope. I, I mean, I don't know. And they did bring Naomi back for a reason. I mean, I know that's probably I think that's the only issue I think all of us have with this episode. Yes. Is that yet again, they they brought back a character and i really feel like naomi being alive is just kind of pointless like why bring her back her return should mean something so if that's what they're doing if they're bringing back a character like naomi then it better her return better have some bearing some bearing some relevance on the things to come because otherwise why don't we just rely on duma the angel she's been doing fine ruling things for the most part like dude I, that was the only problem I had with this episode. I was like, really? You can bring back that bitch. Oh, like, <laughs> man. I, I just I, like, Come you on. gave, you gave Castiel such an awesome way of taking her out. And then, oh, I'm okay. I didn't hear. Like, well, it was the shrug off that. Yeah. You, you think shrug of, off. What that, did she say? I, you think you of, thought a drill to the head would kill me. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, we you did. were, you were bleeding out. Yeah. It was like, a heavenly you were drill bit. drilled in the fucking head and your eyes were wide open, yeah. glazed over. So mm, yeah, yeah, I thought you were sure. there. I just think that it, at least a bit, you know what? It would have made even more sense then if she had a different vessel. Exa- too. Thank that you. That would have made sense. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, okay, so you survived and you left the vessel. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But like to just be like, oh, here I am. (laughs) I I don't get it because I like her. Amanda Tapping is great. Yeah. And I don't don't dislike the actress. No, I like her. And I, and I actually, even though she didn't live up to the hype for the season she was in season nine, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I do like her a lot actually, but I, I, again, I, I'm wondering if this is a fan service moment because she does have a big fan base. Yeah, it felt out of place entirely because to me, that was a character who was only a negative. And I think it was season eight when the tablets were about that she showed up originally. That was only a negative to Castiel and the heroes of the story that to have her come back felt more like fan service. And with a season that has had so many people come back, you kind of need to have it done for a reason that would actually make why would Naomi come back she was never really the leader to a degree that we would care about her and that's why I thought like when we saw we heard Joshua and we saw him return in season 12 I'm like oh this is the guy who was protecting the garden he was somebody who God still talked to it made sense for him to come back and he gets snuffed immediately and then Naomi is just like oh yeah I walked off that you know my brain's still a little scrambled or if they had been yeah. something like you can't kill an angel while they're in heaven, then maybe then. Is that but, like you can cheat when you're in a different zip code? Yeah. That's, yeah, kind, that's like kind that. of the logic you just uh, the exact same got thing. Holes. Yeah. I got holes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that song, dude. Yeah. I, I, I agree, though. I think Duma could have been the character that we have telling because she could have told Cassie the exact same thing. There's seven of us. Can I just we point out that whoever was doing this the, like this shot so the center there it is thank you just let that play was i the only one to think that as castiel standing in that hallway mm-hmm. and duma's talking to him and he's talking to duma and every uh that lucifer would show up in the background i thought so i'm like which i do ask where the hell did he it, go i think lucifer was like just doing this song cool. 
He was out. He's like, in his room. He's like, I got hoes. Now you thought I was just oh. 770 and 404. I'm wearing a wide Act like y'all know. It's the abominable the whole man. Little Trot International Dope Man. Oh, sorry. I know this song. Thomas, you know what this is? No, I don't know. He's never even heard of it. <laughs> Thomas, who is singing this song? No idea. Jesus, Thomas is the whitest motherfucker alive. And I admit Sour that cream, all dude. the time. Sour cream. As white as milk on a snowman in a snowstorm. Yeah, but what about pop culture? It's a part of How pop culture. You may not be into rap, but you yeah. know songs. Dude, I love that Thomas song. was like 12 whacking it, dude. To like, <laughs> he doesn't know that. He was probably yelling about chicken nuggets. I probably was, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I... I just why do you say that? Just kidding, like just kidding, but I'm not. Just That's his passive aggressive way to like you know skirt around the issue. Yeah, right? well, I'm just trying All to right. make you not feel so bad, Thomas. All right, let's get in, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about Rowena. Ooh, she, yes, let's do it. She was absolutely the strength of this episode. Her personality has been something that we've all gravitated to from the, her very first episode. And to see her go through this big change and finally admit for the first time that she is a fucked up individual, that she made a lot of mistakes. But now she wants to take control in some way, do the right thing for once was refreshing. It was nice to see a character go through a real change and not, as you said, with Crowley, Mike, just kind of staying in the same pattern of, well, we kind of know what to expect from them and nothing really happens. And it wasn't flip floppy like it actually works with her character because it makes sense. Yeah. From a narrative standpoint, it makes sense from A to B what happened, why she feels the way she does. And the idea that is very true to a lot of myth and storytelling that just by achieving power or wealth or what have you isn't the thing that will make you happy mm-hmm. in the end. And that's this thing that, char- that Rowena's character has always been driven by, writing wrongs that she felt she was personally hit with, whether it was the Grand Coven or other people or Fergus Crowley in some way who wronged her or that people just kept her down. She always wanted to achieve this power to be above everybody else. She's very vendetta driven. And I think, but when she finally achieves it, it's a hollow victory. I love that because then at this point, it's that idea that you'll fight and claw your way to the top. But when you turn around, you'll be the only one on the mountain. Well, that's what dude. that's what revenge or vendetta is in general. Like, you fight for this thing that is, like you said, Thomas, very hollow. And when you finally achieve it, it means nothing to You're you. You're surrounded by no one. Everything now what you, you have? cared about is yeah, gone. You have nothing at that point. It's a very yeah. traditional tragedy idea. And I liked seeing that come to light in a yeah. way that made sense for her character. And the parallel to the Winchesters is perfect. The, when she's screaming at Sam, what would you do for your family? The yeah. idea that she can not save Crowley. But save Fergus, some way that she can do something to bring back her son who never got a fair chance. The fact that she admits that reminded me very much of season 11 when she had that heart-to-heart with Crowley before she died the first time, saying if she didn't hate you, she'd love him. Yeah. You know, it it all works for her. I don't feel, I feel like the only reason why Sam and Dane stopped her was because of what the Reapers were telling them. Like, look at you, look, look at this. This is going to end up being something. This is going to be a catastrophe for the earth because when she said, this is something you guys would do, you know, it's, it is, this is, you think Sam and Dean, even with a warning from when's that stopped them before from a Reaper, do you think they would stop killing a Reaper so they can get the other one back from the dead? No, no, they wouldn't. In fact, they're going against what Billy Death wants now by yeah. trying to cross over. They've already crossed over what? How many times now? Three Two, times? 
three three times. And they're messing with that rift in the and um that leads the to house the alternate cards. reality, the whole house of cards idea. Yeah. So they're doing exactly what they're telling Rowena not to do. It's a little hypocritical because if it was anybody else. But that's the point. Yes, that's why it yes. worked. That was the exact point. To because show that they, she's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Because then then they really are on the same side for once. And as you know, Sam and Dean said, it's a miracle that she didn't kill Sam because she has changed. And you're right, Mike. It is exactly what they would do. I mean, Dean literally killed the first death with a big fuck you with the scythe yeah <laughs> that's a, big, that's, that's that's a, a pretty that big a, ramification i rewatched that scene when i was doing the show notes today yeah. and just the, the oh shit face and deeds <laughs> and deeds like his face was yeah, right. sheer oh like, shit oh fuck what like, did i do um i know i just killed him and it was intentional but what fuck. the fuck did i do like it was perfect yeah dude like look at the things they've done yeah, dude, every time. And so if it was Charlie or someone else who would ask them, help me bring this person back, help me tell help me tell the rest of the universe to fuck itself, yeah. they would do Damn. it. So aggressive. Yes, while the Reapers did tell them that there's gonna be these spiral effects, it it is a mixed bag because that you're right, they would do the exact same thing. But yeah. it does make their their storylines intertwine in a better way. Yeah. Because and- they have the same not goals, but they can understand each other better. Well, and now that her fate is directly attached to Sam. And you know that? It, that is so good. That yeah. is that is the best thing they've done for Rowena. Yes. Even though they've always done great with her character, that's the best. Because having, keeping her, or keeping her connected or bound to characters and their narratives that's how you maintain relevance with these side mm-hmm. characters without distracting. As I was saying, sometimes when you get these characters back, they become a bit of a distraction and, yeah. and they're not connected it, it, it directly almost, to our heroes. Yeah. And this is the way to do it. And I'm yeah. so, I wouldn't mind if she's well, in every episode moving on I, through the seat, rest of the seat. It would absolutely work. Well, with the idea what they, they're building a, you a, know, team. a team, like this made total sense to have her, be like this I think, yeah, like that. Yeah. and she's and she's uh super powerful now right super powerful yeah and the idea that it's sam and not dean really works on a deeper level because of the connection they have with having seen lucifer's true face and yeah. they've, they've been building on they've that been for a while now on it for some time and i like that well thought out exactly it's fucking it's, well thought it's a, out it's an actual plan it's a plot that has a point that you I have love, to hit by a certain date. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Okay, Hannibal Smith. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now He no. doesn't know what that is. He has no idea. Yeah. A-team? Oh, look oh, at Tom my Fuckers. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, movie or TV series? Both. Really? Look at Thomas. What, who, are you watching was, that? Wait, who played in the movie? <laughs> what? Hannibal who Smith. Who played in the movie? <laughs> who played in the movie? Hannibal Smith. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Okay, all right. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Who played Hannibal Smith in the TV show? I can't remember, but I know what he looks like. (laughs) Anyway, now the idea that her story always ends at Sam's by Sam's hands is very interesting because we know Dean, as he said, has an entire shelf of how he's going to fucking die based on the stupid ass decisions he makes. I bet there's part of those that are all, you know, Gabriel's doing from the mystery spot. There's hentai tentacle porn on there somewhere. That's a one way with the thing episode. That is one way he was going to die. Okay. Hold on a second. Speaking of that, (laughs) I just like classic. I just like how we're vindicated because did I, did I specifically say when, uh, and nothing against Espion mom, she's great, but like a couple people were giving a shit for Uh being, for being um, gross. overly gross yeah. a couple episodes uh-uh. ago. And, and I said, listen, 
<laughs> the writers set it up and we take it there. Look, if you're going to if they were on HBO or Showtime, they would make the same jokes we do because they they go as far as they can. Yes. Jessica the Reaper was alluding to the size of Sam's dick. Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay? And then she then alluded to Dean or outright stated Dean has tentacle porn <laughs> under his, under his bed. bed. Look, and Dean didn't deny it. He's all okay. Wait a second. That's personal. That's classic. <laughs> like that's, that's classic. the best line. He's all that's dude. personal, and that's a, that's a classic. Dude, the that was is, so fucking funny. They, they set it up for us, and we fuck. They throw us a softball, and we hit it out of the park. Okay, yeah. like can't he, be mad at but us. I love that Dean has. He's he's transitioned in his yeah. porn career he, he used, used to be, to be all asian, asian busty beauties and now well, it's tentacle uh, tentacle porn. porn usually is connected to the japanese porn well, yeah, but, but well. like anybody who watches porn at one point it got more degraded yeah it got well, weird sometimes time. sometimes regular not... asian porn just isn't enough well i don't like pixels you know they yeah. pixelate they everything out what's the peen? point yeah they blur out peens and veg. yeah like come yeah. on yeah i'm a grown-ass man now <laughs> anyway we see a grown smash man it's not what I said. Fuck you guys. Outside of <laughs> Dean's, you know, porn habits, it's very interesting to hear that Rowena's death is always at the hands of Sam. And the question that that brings up, it, it's one of the many things that we have a question about because is fate intrinsically tied to your to the to the character to the person in this universe, right. or is free will as much as we thought it was back in season five? Because if there's a certain amount of fate and everything has to be done a certain way, no matter what you do, you will not escape this. Yeah. This is those elements, Thomas, that we were talking about earlier in the show where they retcon things because there's no longer they've changed the ecosystem of Supernatural and how everything works. It used to be death was this cosmic entity of sorts. A force. Yeah, that really didn't have an agenda that was stated and i felt it was like, outside of agendas it was just death and it and i think it worked for its time but then as they progress the show along they have to kind of expand on that lore and now it seems like the reaper has kind of meshed a bit with the fates and yeah. that does bring up questions pertaining to free will and how that now factors into this ecosystem that we're now being introduced to i'm not saying it doesn't work i think it's cool but these are those moments we are talking about where they have to be careful uh, because if they mess up the ecosystem they start creating a bunch of fucking questions for us fans we're like well okay where does god factor in how does he work now how does free will operate yeah like if if everything has is on a shelf and you know exactly how people are going to die then what's the point of free choice is that even a thing is Is that illusion can you break what's on the shelf obviously we know they can since sam and dean did done it this isn't and these aren't just like you know, uh, like what happened to to Dean's, you know, necklace? These aren't these type of questions. These are fucking cosmic questions yeah. that com- like completely revolve around the entire universe of supernatural. Everything we know, everything we know. And, and like, look, if you're going to change shit like that, you better be real damn careful about changing. And I think we talked about that even a couple seasons ago when we were like, man, are they getting yeah. to the point with this cosmic shit? Like they could really jump the shark. And I think yeah. you really got to be careful if you're fucking with that stuff, because you, you mess with the, with the cosmic entity of supernatural. Holy shit. Yeah. You have you know? to be, you have to be careful. You've got to be very careful. So far. I think it works. I, done I'm fine. fine with it. I I'm, think I'm it's okay. cool, but they have to start explaining things before they add more. They should just like, bring, don't add anything else right now. They should just bring comes. Cisco over from flash. So, so he can explain <laughs> it on a whiteboard, dude, like <laughs> fucking draw yeah, out. That's shit. what we need. Yeah, it it does. You're Shut right, up, though. Mike. You're right, though, Ryan. It, you have to do it the right way because otherwise, it 
it undoes so much of what we know about the universe. Yeah. And it begs the question, is fate an element or free will decision still a thing? How does that work? Is it only specific people? You know, because Dean clearly can die in a multitude of different ways. Rowena can't. He has died. Right. Like, how does it, how does the, the trickster or Gabriel killing him a hundred times factor into his death? Yeah. Is that all one shelf? Yeah. <laughs> and the there's another bookcase. There's like one book that's the actual death. Yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting. And maybe their importance, maybe Sam and Dean's importance has to do with the fact that they can pull from their fate. And that might play into Rowena's importance because she is the mother of the previous king of hell. And if she is tied to Sam and Dean with things like the darkness and these cosmic catastrophic world ending events, then maybe like Sam and Dean, she is a very important person and her life is destined to do certain things. You know, God saying that you're the chosen ones could be anything. The, the chosen few, or that you have a certain amount of free will. Even though Sam and Dean had free will, they still had to play out their role in the apocalypse. So maybe it's just we don't understand how that's going to work just yet. But we'll see here in a, a few short episodes. Now, the RMD Premium Live video access and quarterly gift tier is here, everybody. That's right. We've boosted our quarterly gift tier on Patreon with video access. So now, not only will you receive exclusive gifts every quarter, but you can also get up close and personal during our live shows and recording sessions. All of this for when you sign up for the Get Gifted Plus Live Video Access tier on our Patreon page, where you get exclusive RMD and Supernatural The Crossroads gifts every quarter along with video access. So if you're interested in that, head on over to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital to pledge. Now, we got a lot more lore with the Reapers here in this episode. Jessica tells us about the idea that people die at a destined time or a roughly estimated time. Not that it's impossible for them to die any other way, as we've seen in this episode, but the fact that they could die when they're not supposed to, and that can have a butterfly effect on the universe as a whole. I love that. I That's love fucking weird. I love this new bit of lore. It is super cool. It, it changes the way we look at things on this show in a lot of ways by bringing this idea that one action can either be destined to happen forever or the free will element of changing that. And that's why I think this the idea that the fates could play into it's death a gray... could work because you have the possibility of free will could change things, but there is a plan to this universe. There is a structure to this universe well, at the same time. I think we also see it too with the parallel with the apocalypse dimension where mm-hmm. that one thing was Sam and Dean don't, don't exist. Don't exist. And that's changed that entire dimension. Mary made one change and it changed the fate of this universe. Which so is, does fate play a part in this specific universe? Right. And yet free will is still a possibility. Then. Right. With the introduction, the introduction of the multiverse, that is a logical explanation for that. Where fate and free will could play hand in hand. Is it's just when you start to get really fucking meta with that shit very easily. Look, man, I'm pretty simple. I mean, we all know that. <laughs> They're starting to really like you know simple but what Jack. I, yeah. But my the biggest thing I loved about it was that it directly tied to events that had happened in the past that the only way to fix that is to do a reset or a mass purge, like she said, the black plague. Or a mild, uh, like a middle scale they war. Should, they should just do like the purge, like the actual purge. But it, but that's cool because it it reminds me of way back in the day with season four and five, where Castiel would make references to things that were in the Bible 
as real right. or not real or how right. much they got right. And the fact that the plague was still part of the Reapers doing, I like that idea. It's a little weird. I, I do like it. But if you're getting into like you're you're now leaving the area of biblical and, you know, Judeo-Christian getting mythology into historical and lore. Fiction. No, now you're getting into like temporal explanations of lore. And then that temporal means time travel. And and you got to be careful because if she's alluding to the fact that the people mm-hmm. like we're no longer in the present, like to the Reapers now, the concept surrounding them is that there is no time past present future is all the same they can see everything they see everything at the same time so now you're you're getting into the idea that there are already a future set that that's not even fate that is the fact that that now we're dealing with things have already happened that we're not even in the present anymore you you have to be careful with that type of lore because we don't want to turn the show up in your face very very we don't want to turn the show into a a something that has to do with ancient cosmic power into something now pertaining to like i don't want traveling that. yeah no. and time and yeah you gotta it be just, careful you, that dude once you get to that point it's like oh boy. Yeah. yeah well and and we'll come back to this i think a little bit at the end but it, it does bring into other questions how powerful is god in this universe what is his plan what does it look like if death is all knowing and the reapers know every thing that can and will happen as well as where it is his hierarchy in the cosmos between the cosmic entity and the multiverse and who controls what, where does God fall on this tier? Did he create all the multiverses? Did he create humanity? Did he create alternate realities? It begs a lot of questions that I feel like we as fans are going to want to know the answers. Yeah. And I agree. And I think we had talked about this in our pre-show, but I always like the kind of my head canon on this is like, cause we've seen death. You've seen Billy kind of be really super powerful. And it's like, well, you know, God left with Amara and we don't actually know where they went. Mm-hmm. They could have went completely. He could have made another dimension and went there and said, fuck, yeah. fuck you guys. So my thought on this is if God leaves like that, does someone take his place while he's gone? So if death is the next power in that, level then why uh-huh. wouldn't death be the one that takes takes over and i know that's a weird i feel like because death's a natural force whereas god is like god and the darkness are something outside of that even their creation and destruction i, I don't know and that's where we bring up a whole lot of it's other a huge questions. it's a huge hole yeah it's a big, big and again time these questions. aren't ones that can't be fixed or solved we're, we're getting a little just, too metaphysical but we are we're, we're, we're just asking questions yeah what well, well, we're of course we are that's what we do right now <laughs> with death there was a lot of talk and a lot of rumor about billy and what she said in this episode people are starting to read into her comments and thinking that when she said see you again soon to dean that people think dean might in fact die again no. I and think, i think I thought, that's i don't think I thought they were gonna have sex or something they're gonna oh, fuck right there yeah, i thought that was like a wink wink see you again at my place would see that be dilly wink. that'd be yeah. dilly that'd be their shit yeah. dilly dilly getting some love <laughs> i was wondering where you're gonna go with that one. now i think it's a little silly to think that dean is going to die again he's died before they brought him back they it's it'd be silly at this point the idea, though, that hit me, which made a lot more sense, would that be he? she's alluding to someone else. There is going to be death around right. her. And that could be anything from Castiel or Mary or someone else they care about, like Charlie again. Well, the fact that they're even being – they're watching them. They're, they, yeah. they're every move. I mean, That's could, so creepy, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's really creepy. The Reapers are voyeurs, But dude. the idea that just Billy is death, that just means that death I would just itself, call Jessica. I'm like, Jessica, 
Yo, if, if you're going to watch, just help out. Just be here. <laughs> you're kind of cute, so just hang out. Show uh, up uh, and f- help. Yeah. Now, don't just watch. Mm, it could simply be that Billy is talking about the bigger picture, that with Michael Michael's approach, death, as in death of all kinds of people, will be around them very soon. Yeah. Or simply the idea that she is going to see Sam and Dean again because they have a bigger part to play in the story. I think that the, see that's what I interpret is like especially when she said that we you need to be around now that I know all the stuff the grand yeah. scheme of the Winchesters that's, I'm not just going to let you die. That's what I took from it was that you know be seeing you again the way I interpret that was that she's going to be more prevalent because she knows that she needs Sam. I think she needs Sam and Dean and right. she knows that. And I think that's why that's what I got from that's what yeah. I was like, okay, I'll be seeing you again because we're going to, we're, we're going to cross involved. paths. Yeah. Like this is shit's going to go down. Like, and I think that's, and I don't see even with apocalypse, Michael being as powerful as he is. I don't see him outpowering death. I don't think so either. So yeah. Now with Jensen's tweet, it could be, more about the general death darkness that could be coming to season 14 as a whole. The idea that some bad shit's going to go down. And I think we've all kind of been privy to that with how this season has set so many things up about cataclysmic world ending events. So I think with that, we go into our final thoughts and then we go to Facebook and see what other people thought. So Ryan, what do you give this episode overall? Um, This was a, this was a really good episode. I'm going to give this one. Oh man. You know what? I'm going to give this one a minus. And this was a really good step up from, from what we had in the last couple episodes. I mean, I'll, I'll put it out there. I mean, this was definitely a good step up. Ruth was, a, I know, look, I know I love, I'm in love with Ruth and everything, but she was really amazing in this episode. Like mm-hmm. her acting, her portrayal at the end, talking to Sam and Dean was amazing. That scene was really, really, really good. Um, I definitely liked what they did and I'm, I'm cool with them opening more doors here. I mean, these are doors that are huge that can be, figured out next season you know like these are things right. they're questions that be wrapped up in these four are episodes. yeah these are not four episode wrapped up questions these are things that could go for a while so i'm okay with that um i didn't i didn't um bringing back oh god naomi did, naomi yeah bring god i almost forgot her name bringing back naomi was a little weird for me i didn't really like that that twist and i mm-hmm. think mike that's what you were trying to say there was a reveal that and that was the one that it just it, i was watching I'm like this doesn't do anything for me like but who knows i think i was a little bit bummed out that lucifer wasn't in it felt odd that he was just absent yeah and i think they should have explained it um or just you had some angel mention it or whatever or is he I mean, vanished i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I just want to know like that that was the one thing because i kept waiting for castiel to be standing there and then they were but, over budget for the season that's probably what it was <laughs> <laughs> and uh but uh, other than that i just thought the whole the pacing was really good in this episode um they they keep sticking with that eye sh- color shot dude that we like so much and it, you know like i can't hate on it i mean right. <laughs> even though it looks good a minus from ryan yeah i'm gonna give it an a minus i liked it a lot it was Mike. a good episode what are your thoughts? What do you give this episode overall? Um, all right. So I give this episode, you know what? Let me do the grade at the end. Um, oh, the strength. Changing it up. Yeah. I like that. The strength of the episode for me was without a doubt Rowena, as we said. Mm-hmm. Ruth is a very capable actor, and it's great to see that these writers know this. They throw so much at her as an actor, and yeah. she always walks away a winner in my eyes at the end of the episode. Uh, Rowena is a very real person. Her in terms of character development, 
She's a very real person. She's capable yet broken. She's confident, but is also aware of her many character flaws. She's not a larger than life character. The ingredients that make up who she is Mm -hmm. is grounded in reality, as Mm -hmm. funny as that sounds. And that makes her a relatable character. Yeah. Um, she's not these pseudo tough girls that we get a lot on these yes. on modern television because everyone Strong now female protagonist everyone's pandering to the trend of oh uh, lead woman lead lead lady leading lady leading lady which I, who cares like I, that's good I don't care if it's a, a male female but they always just write it as but the same guy it, it, they're not writing it with <laughs> thought they're writing yeah. it because it's a it's a trend and and something popular uh, this is an example of of a character who's realistic. She doesn't walk around with a chip on her shoulder or a forced scowl so that she can convince everyone that she's strong and ass. independent and angry at life. Yep. The evidence is in her vulnerability. It's honest and sincere. Yes. That's why her character works. Uh, and anytime Billy is in an episode, we know it's going Terrifying, to be terrifying. Yeah. And we know it's she's going so to be, good. she rarely blinks. It creeps me out. <laughs> And it's, we know that it's going to be relevant as well. They're not going to bring death into an episode that's that's just a throwaway. Mm-hmm. It's going to be relevant to the myth arc. And Lisa Berry is just so good at playing the part. She's really good at it, yeah. man. The elements of lore was also cool. Have no complaints with what they did. Uh, Naomi coming back is the only thing that kind of marred the episode a bit. Uh, and that's why it's not a A. It's a B plus. B plus. It would have been an A, but I, I feel like they just rely way too much on bringing those characters back for, yeah. for reasons. Mem- they absolutely do. And, and you know, if and I said this to you off air uh, last night, I think Thomas. Yeah. And if I was the showrunner of that show, there would be a couple rules on the first day of work. I'd be like, any monsters we've ever used in the past are no longer allowed to be written into the season. No returning characters. I want you to pick two guest characters that you like. And those those are the only two guest spots that we'll use this entire season. The rest of the show is going to rely on Sam and Dean and and whatever the big bad ends up being. If anybody comes back into this writing room at 9 a.m. tomorrow (laughs) with a vampire, a werewolf, a shapeshifter, or any of these monsters we've seen a hundred times, even though I like them. But the whole idea is to kind of bring bring in something new new and unique. I'm going to fucking fire you. I don't care about your union rep. You're done. <laughs> I, I I feel like and if they that, bring back characters as well. I yes, you're fired. Yeah, I would put it on like the whiteboard. That's amazing. Just like, you know, some jobs remind you to clock in dumbass clock in dumbass. <laughs> Jeez. No returning characters, dumbass. It's it just it, there's no reason for yeah. it. And I know I got it really aggressive suddenly, but no, but you're right. Like, this is the well, t- there's. You're dealing with a show where the possibilities are endless. Literally why, now. Why are you having to resort to things we've seen? Yeah, you're right. Uh, for me, this episode, it, it uh, to piggyback directly off of what Mike said, this is the tenth. This is the tenth character that has been come has come back yeah. to life or returned this fucking season. Wait, wait this ten this season? I'm not even shitting you, dude. You got <laughs> who is who has died and come back at some point. Gabriel, Kevin, Bobby, Michael, Billy, Naomi, Rowena, Ketch, Charlie, Kaya. Damn. That doesn't count Mary from last year. Damn. It's it, 10 fucking characters. That's ridiculous to some degree. And that is a bit of a mar because Naomi didn't de- deliberately serve a purpose. Dumas, the character we've known for several episodes now, could have easily given that information to Castiel. 
And it would have made a little bit more sense for that weight to fall on the last of the nine grunts that somebody who isn't an archangel, who isn't a leader, would have to be the one who suddenly takes up that role because there's no one else left. Mm -hmm. So that does bring it down a little bit. But however, the, the elements of Rowena in this episode and Billy and that final scene especially, I loved so much of it because it is seeing a character go through a true character arc, a cr true change that so many other characters, and while we love them, don't get the same, frankly, respect. Crowley was just kind of kept st in stasis mode because he was fun. We've complained, to, while we love Castiel, we've complained about his character not having a whole lot to do for quite some time. And Rowena and, and hopefully Catch moving forward are characters that have that ability for a redemption arc that can have a satisfying ending. And the fact that it ties so well to the main story of the Winchesters and brings her into the main myth arc of the season in a way that makes sense is very rewarding and i love that bit with billy talking to her at the end about life some things just happen you can't fix it you can't change it no amount of powers or want will ever affect some things and i like that because to me what i love about stories is that they tell us ways to live they teach us lessons that sometimes we don't want to digest or can't understand when we look at our own life from a first person perspective but with billy telling Rowena that no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to fix this, that some people just die, that some things just happen. It was kind of a sobering moment and I liked it. I appreciated it a lot for what it was. And the, the acting by both of them in that scene was phenomenal. So for me, I, I don't know this episode. I'm going to split it as a minus B plus only because what? Naomi, Naomi brings it down in that little bit, but I loved so much about it before okay. that bit. So I'm I'm splitting hairs on that. Uh -huh. How about parting the hairs? That's what I do. Ooh. Parting the hairs. <laughs> but overall, it's very good. No very hair. enjoyable episode. One of the best ones we've had in the last. It was few a great weeks. episode. It was really and, good. And honestly, yes. Thomas, I'm right with you. I, I'm it, right it, on it the line. It would have been an A episode. It's just I feel like they would. It, why Naomi coming back? Why it made no, no sense? It, it serves. It, it serves no point. Anything. It serves no it's point. It's fun at best. It's not even fun. She's not even that, that great. Of a, I didn't think she like was I that. Said, she yeah. was a villain. She wasn't that great of a character. Amanda Tapping's awesome, but I yeah. just, I said that earlier that she didn't even even in the season where she was important. Air quotes. She wasn't there, that important. She was kind of lackluster. Yep. And the way yeah. she died, it was just kind of lame. Off so so. Why bring her back of all yeah. people? It's just odd. I'd rather see like Metatron come back. At least yeah. that would kind of, of even though he would. got killed by the darkness. Maybe he got sent to an alternate dimension and then he, there was a gate and he walked right through. Or she like, hey, recreated him because you know? she felt bad now. I don't know. Something. But yeah, that, that felt like an unnecessary. That was, that was, that was something that was, I would write. That's terrible writing. Especially when you see that they brought Rowena back this season and have done such a great job with her and where she's going as a character with her and Ketch. To see Naomi come back to just say, hey, there's nine of us. The hey. other girl could have told you that. Feels silly. There's an angel portal over here. Hey, <laughs> hey, jump in my portal. Come All over right. here, little boys. There's a nice little portal you can get in. Oh, or God. I can get in your portal. You want, uh, a, you want a Tootsie Rolls? <laughs> and there go the listeners. <laughs> All right, let's get to Facebook here. Get some uh, thoughts from the listeners. Boy. Christina Johansson says, this was an episode of, of the awesome guest performances. The writing for these characters was solid, too. Even Rowena's goon was a fleshed-out character. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm so happy Reaper Jessica was back again, and the actress yeah, was incredibly great. funny. Mm -hmm. The scene between Rowena and Billy was incredibly powerful, and Naomi refusing to apologize was brutal. I actually said that off-air, Thomas. I forgot to bring it up, but even though... even. 
I like when somebody can bring something different to a character. And even though Jessica, the, the, the actress's name, I forget Mm -hmm. momentarily. Um, but she was still a reaper through and through. It had, they had that careless, like I I can give two fucks, but about you, but she, but she brought something a little different to it. She was a little bubbly. She was goofy. She was humorous, but she still had the, I don't really fucking care right mentality it worked yeah i love that uh, mentality she says this was the best episode of the season so far i hope uh so hopefully there will be some more susan butler says this episode left me scratching my head i could have sworn that in season five it was established that souls referred to as tiny nukes this is the one i wanted to talk about generated their own or generated their own heaven also, since Metatron is not an archangel, how was he powerful enough to keep heaven running when he expelled all the angels? The angel tablet, maybe? That's a good point. Well, yep. yeah, but wasn't Metatron one of the oldest angels up there? And he, and he was a bookworm. And yeah. see, he could have had spells that we don't yeah. know about. These maybe are, these are the things where I'm like, you know what? You have Fuck, a great. That's you, a really good. You have point. a great point, but at the same time, if they needed to fix it, it could. It's, it's easily fixable because yeah. of Metatron's knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he was the scribe of God. He knew yeah. so much shit that he nobody else did, and he was kind of a con man at and the And that same was kind time. of his entire character. Like, his development as a character was the fact that his knowledge was endless. Yeah, he knew some shit. Plus, it could have been something with the fact that they lost their wings at that time, so maybe that energy, part of their grace, fueled it. Who knows? Now you're just pulling shit. I'm pulling now shit you're just pulling out, out of your bum hole. But I'm baby, just saying, baby. that is an incredibly good point. <laughs> but if there's any character in the story that could have a reason as to how they got around that it would be metatron yeah um i kind of rolled my eyes with naomi's return how many is that now again 10 wait <laughs> she she wrote 10 she's like how many is that now and i said 10 oh yeah you're so smart but was even no it's just a list but was even more distracted by why an angel would feel the need to change their hair color of course it's a man change but it pulled me out what if it's the vessel Maybe she, she left got, the she, got, she left the vessel. Woke up with a drill bit. And she's in its all, head. man, I really hate what oh, this, this angel has stained done. the hair. I better die at all. This angel has terrible taste. I'm gonna go to get an appointment at the hair. Get my hair did. Hair did. And then she comes back and said, Okay, Naomi, you she can She looking all fly and shit. Now you can yeah, you can enter me again. Holla. Oh Jesus. Oh, my. Now my hair is good. Uh, I got my nails done too. <laughs> Oh my she God. says, I'm sorry, I'm nitpicking. But despite all that, I loved every scene with Dean, Sam, and Rowena. Mm-hmm. I actually cried at the end. J2, Ruth, and Lisa are perfection. Naomi telling Cass that everything ends felt like they were talking to us. If season 14 wasn't already a sure thing, I'd be worried. But damn, I want 15 too. They're not ending. P.S. I've, sh- I've come to terms with that. that yeah, I think yeah. we should stop bringing that up because it ain't happening. <laughs> P.S. I was shocked when Dean blurted out to Rowena that Sam will kill her, but I suppose it was necessary for the ending. Still seemed odd. The conversation between Cass and the playground angel was very sad. Lastly, where's Lucifer? I think it was a moment for him to kind of keep her in check and say, listen here, you know? If you try to fuck with us, it doesn't matter because it's a scare tactic. That's kind of what I got from it. Because he doesn't trust her like Sam does. No, not at all. Uh, Donna, I'm going to apologize for your last name automatically. Fanouf, P-H-A-N-E-U-F. I got to read this so I can make fun of you. Hold yeah. on. Go ahead. Uh, only nine angels in heaven and one is Naomi. That's bullshit. I like the actress, but was glad when her storyline ended. Did Cass look younger in this episode? How was Dean? Wait, who? Did Cass oh, okay. look younger in this episode? How was Dean and Sam able to see the remaining ashes of the Reaper? 
Rowena pulled at my heart and I wanted her plan to work. If all the souls fall out of heaven, will we see Bobby again? Hey, why not? We see the John angels. Winchester, yeah. We see perhaps. the angels die, right? Yeah. Yeah. John Winchester, perhaps. And what about Jimmy Novak? Hmm. Uh, interesting questions. We know they could be come back as ghosts, but I mean, these are all good questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see that idea because we haven't seen our version of Bobby since season 10. So, uh, you know what? I, I don't want to now. You don't want to now? No. We've had 10 characters that can't. That <laughs> we came don't, back. We don't. Hey, man, you know what? Let's just go for 20. <laughs> That's a fair point, Mike. Like, you know That's what? A, at just, least next season. Jesus just, Christ. I just don't think. It's I, a crutch. I, yeah. We, don't, I, you know, we have plenty of time. Bobby can come back someday, but after bringing back 10 characters, yeah. which I'm sure there's going to be another surprise. Oh, yeah. We don't need it. Yeah. The show is so fucking good when it's just Sam, Dean, Castiel, or and, just now, and now we throw in Rowena and Jack and Mary and Catch. We, that's our bulk. That's what we Those need right are now. Those characters. are the pieces you can work with. We don't need 50,000 other players. We just don't need it. No. I don't know, I man. I kind of want Ellen and Joe to come back now. Just for shits and giggles. No, I don't even want those to, no, people to come back. They need now. to it's stay just, gone. Wow. Stay gone. They need to stay gone. Oh, Jennifer That's... Renee. Everything with <laughs> Rowena was on point. The interplay between her and Sam is fast becoming my favorite on the show, next to Sam and Dean. Yeah, Billy was badass and slightly frightening as always, in a good way. There were some boring bits, and it com- and to be completely honest, I fast-forwarded through most of Castiel's stuff. <laughs> but overall... So she knows nothing about the angels. I guess What's not. going on? So we, we were informative this week. I we're guess. really so good. That's She's the point, all, right? oh, the angels are dying out. Sweet. Awesome. But overall, it was a solid episode. <laughs> he just found out now. Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. She says, side note, when you need an almost two-minute-long previously on segment, you might have lost control of your season. Well, I mean, I to be fair, mm-hmm. Kripke would play full on rock songs, you know, yeah. ACDC, and then have the road so far go throughout the entire song, which is three or four minutes sometimes. So it's meh. not, it, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get her argument, but yeah. Brittany Trexler says, this is one of the first times I've been caught up on Supernatural to post my thoughts before a show this season. After the last show, I've been more concerned with how things are going because you guys made some good points about how poorly written and planned out some of the things we have didn't been make those lately. points. We didn't say that. Prank caller, prank caller. <laughs> yeah, it was a prank. This is a positive show. Prank caller. We're so positive here. <laughs> As it gets closer to the end of the season, I'm hoping it'll start to come together better because it started out so strong this season. Uh, it really did. It, it did. We yeah. talk about that on the Patreon show. So head on over to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital. Oh my God. Look at you, little salesman. Yeah. What a robot. Until I see where it all leads, it's hard to know how I feel about it all just yet. Someone get, a, someone get Thomas a briefcase and a tie immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Thomas Kelly, and I'm here for Rainman Digital. Have you head over to our Patreon page? <laughs> God. Uh, this episode was shocking with the return of Naomi and the reveal of how few angels are left. I'm not a fan of everyone being brought back all the time, but the ex- explanation for, for Naomi worked for me. I may be a little biased too because I loved Amanda. Ta- I, I love Amanda. Tapping. I love her too. But you know what, Thomas? Mm. I love lots of things, but if it doesn't make sense, yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, I, my fanboyness never ever outweighs, it. outweighs the writing, the writer in me, and the 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 better decision for the for the show or movie. It just doesn't. Yeah, and, and then it and it's, it's hard. It's very hard sometimes. Yeah. But but dude, it's super hard. Yeah. Oh, for God. 
Anyway, like that. He was actually serious. <laughs> I was actually being serious. Because <laughs> I have to really shut my fanboy off, like sometimes, because I yeah. want to contribute and not sound like a total. I can't shit. believe Thomas didn't believe you. Yeah, what you, you're dude, like the dude. boy that cried hard on way too many times. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of was. I was like, I always talking about his dick. I'm not even going to bother. No, you're right though, Ryan, because you do get excited and you want to have those thoughts. I do get excited. Is that as he then he turns it around? Son that of a one's bitch. about my dick. God damn it. Anyway, but no, you're yes. I think for me being because I am the the casual of the group, mm-hmm. I have to shut off my fanboys sometimes yeah. because we come in here and do this. And I think, but you also realize when that's not a good idea, right? Exactly. So, uh, the consequences of heaven shutting down is yet another problem they now have to worry about. And I liked the explanation of that. I was a little confused yeah. why they didn't mention anything about Lucifer though. When Cass went to heaven budget, as, as far as the Rowena story went, I always enjoy her and her emotional journey has been interesting. Yep. I'm not sure if it was the smartest thing to do to tell her that Sam is the one who's supposed to kill her since they don't trust her entirely, but we'll see how that goes. Overall, I enjoyed the episode, but I hope they are able to keep things from being so disjointed for the end of the season. Uh, Barbara Reby says, I wouldn't say it was my favorite episode of the season, but I really liked it. Loved tiny Rowena and her uh, monstrous Bernard. For a moment, I thought he might be a golem of some sort. Oh, yeah. I also love the scene between her and Sam in the alley, the fight choreography, and everything to do with Billy. I was also unreasonably happy to see that resurrected angel again. Burning question, though, where the hell is Lucifer? I liked the... I didn't talk about this because I didn't want to get too geeky with Mm -hmm. you guys in terms of, like, literature, old literature, but the, the witch... The little witch and the giant guard plays into the old Penny Dreadfuls from like the twenties and thirties. Yeah, that's why it was her, her bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's dude, I love that shit. And okay. yeah, it played into that a bit. Nice. Uh, Cheryl Peterson says, "No time to explain all my thoughts, but have to ask: Is one of Rowena's possible deaths because she hooks up with Sam? Mm. You know how that goes. I'm oh, not, I'd love to kill oh. her with my peen. I'm not normally a shipper, but they really seem connected. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling that ever since that episode where he hallucinated her, encouraging him to kill himself. Uh, the others in that episode I had visions of their loved of love ones making Cheryl's head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she might be your type of gal, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> make me." Sc- Never mind. Oh, Jesus. Ryan just got flustered. Yeah, a little bit there. -uh. That never happened. The others in that episode had visions of their loved ones pushing them to end it. You know, therefore, could Rowena and Sam be a thing? I, um, I kind of, I kind of can get behind. I can see that. I want it to I, happen. I want, I want to be, I want it to happen. I usually, don't, I, don't, I usually don't push yeah. for relationships like ships, in the yeah. shows. That'd but be interesting. It's such a good relationship between them it, that it, it feels. At and this he's point, always understood the damaged people who have serious issues, yeah. like he did with Ruby. And That's his plus, connection and to his choice of women are always questionable. Yep. So uh-huh. I'm okay with that. I yeah. think that could work. I mean, it actually would make sense. I'd probably it get would. jealous. Maybe a little. You would. Let's get real. Absolutely, you would. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's hot, dude. All right, so that's it for the Facebook comments. So let's get to a little bit of the upcoming episode. We only got four left. We got to wrap this up. So, Ryan, can you give us a synopsis for episode 20? I never wrap it, Thomas. And Gabriel is back and drags Sam and Dean into his plot for revenge on the demigods who sold him to Asmodeus. Meanwhile, Jack's inflating confidence leads to reckless decisions that could put others in harm's way. Richard Spate directed, and this was Ooh. written by Mer- Meredith Glenn. Interesting. I we directing and acting. This is going to be guys. This is going to be full on story arc fucking episode. I like the aspect there that it's his plot on revenge for the demigods who sold him to Asmodeus. 
because we know from the Hammer of the Gods episodes, they some of them, all of those ones in that episode died, but there could be ones that were related mm-hmm. to those other ones who were livid with him after those events and blame his brother and take it out on him, perhaps. See, sometimes we just got to be patient. We Maybe. Get, we, we get the explanation of yeah. what this how he was be, sold into be, slavery. That could be really cool with some of the, because especially because he is, Loki is referred to as well, and there's lore behind Loki and the, the ramifications of his actions and what happens to him as a character. Yep. In Norse mythology, that could be really fucking cool. So I'm actually I'm really excited for that. And plus, Richard Spade Jr. has been great as a director. It's so fun to watch his stuff and how different he makes a lot of the episodes he's done. And now we have to deal with the potential recklessness of Jack. That could be dangerous. Which I'm excited to see Jack again. Yeah. And see what comes of that. His with the inflating. Last few look at that choice of words. Yup. Inflating confidence. confidence. Again, reckless yep. decisions. Who does that sound like? The parallels of Anakin Skywalker again. Yep. I hope they I bring this back. This. I don't need anyone's help. I can finish this. Let me. And then that blows up in their face. Yeah. Especially with as we get close to the end of the season. Because you know Apocalypse Michael's got plans. He's definitely got plans. He got hoes too. In different area codes. We're, in we're, different alternate universes. We're getting down to the end That's here, guys. That's a lot of hoes. I'm excited for this episode. I think we're going to have nonstop major lore moving forward and all the progression for the things we've been moving towards this season. Oh yeah, for sure. 19 down four to go. Son of a bitch. Four weeks, four weeks. And then we uh, have our um, year year end review show right after the following week, which we have our work cut out for us because I already have a list of my top episodes. So that'd be exciting. I'll do that the day before we record that (laughs) or during the show. I'm sure probably during it. As my mind changes seven times. All right. Well, that's going to do it here for us at Supernatural The Crossroads. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned as we get to these last few episodes for the end of season 13. And we'll see you all next week. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 